Welcome to another great edition of Talking Ticks. Uh, a, a really good one this week because we're going to be talking about your SEC West champions, the LSU Fighting Tigers. Uh, they barely took down Arkansas this week, 13 to 10. But hey, it's a road win in the SEC. And you know what you say, you can always take those. Uh, Brian Kelly knows that wasn't his team's best performance, but uh, by dog, we'll take it. It, uh, it put us in position to win the West and then Bama beat Ole Miss. So there you go. Uh, we're going to talk about that, you know, the game itself, what, what I guess can be taken from it other than Harold Perkins is, uh, is already a football God as a freshman. That's just crazy. Um, and you know, whatever else happened in, uh, in college football, because it all ties in together. Uh, but before we do want to check in with the fellow co-hosts, uh, gotta be living large. Like I said, though, this, <laughs> you gotta know as bad as the saints are that something goods would be, would be happening with LSU. And that's pretty much what happened. It's, you know, it's unexpected. I don't think any of us expected to win the West. No, um, no what we had, we were expected to finish like fifth. Most, most of the media and the pundits and all that. So surprise, surprise. But how, how you, how you guys doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I mean, I think anybody who keeps up with college football and is an LSU fan, you gotta be, you gotta be happy with, with everything that's going on right now. You, you, it seems like LSU can, can honestly do no wrong, you know, in the macro, of course, like we'll get into kind of the, you know, the nitty gritty of the game. And yeah, there were some mistakes made. This was definitely not our, our most polished game um, in many facets of the ball, but uh, gosh, to say that we, <clears throat> if I would have told you at the end of 2020, Hey, don't worry. Uh, not next year, but the year after, we're going to win the West and compete for a SEC championship. I mean, think about how bad we looked. Then think about how we even looked worse the next year. Last year, we're, that 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 bowl game, that bowl game against Kansas State, we, you would have said we have no business even saying the word SEC championship. You know, this is the, we maybe maybe we should think about going to the Big Twelve. You know, <laughs> like, can we trade places with Texas? Um, but now, I mean, I, I I said it last week, and I just have to say it again. Like, I think this shows you, this is all coaching. By no means, and now I'm not to take anything away from our players. Like, you know, you're out there on the field, you're executing, you're doing what what um you got to do to win. But like, that's the only that's the only variable that has really changed, and that that you and and the players have. I don't think the players have have improved on their own. But, but they've clearly improved. It, I mean, it's a great thing to see. And, and I'm just, I'm, I still, and it's, I know Scott, I said, I said it last week and you said, well, Hey, wait, we've still got this season. Like, don't worry about it. But I'm like, I just can't wait to see what year three of Brian Kelly is like, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you see what I'm saying? Like give give the man some time and give him like his recruiting classes, back, a couple of recruiting classes back to back. It, gosh, what, what else could there be? Yeah, it's very exciting. Hello, both of y'all. Good to be back. Uh, we were a little bit worried about this Arkansas game, a bit of a hangover after the huge Alabama win, and LSU did experience a little bit of that on the snow-covered field in Fayetteville. Um, I'm kind of glad I wasn't there. I uh, got to watch from the comfort of my own home. But it was a stressful game, but Tigers came out on top, and that's all you need to secure the SEC West and keep on rolling uh, into this UAB game coming up. But yeah, a lot of exciting college football this past weekend. My uh, Tulane Green Wave got knocked off their perch mm-hmm. by UCF, but they're still in the top 25 and they still have a chance to win their own championship. So I'll uh, be cheering them on. And then, yeah, excited about all what's coming up this week and uh, for the future of LSU football. So I'm excited to break down this Arkansas game and the defensive struggle that it was. Yeah, I mean, uh, on both sides, really. Uh, although it's, if you look at it, it was, uh, we won basically by a field goal on the road against a far inferior team, at least I think. But that's, we're pretty much just returning the favor of what Arkansas did to us, right? Or what we almost did to them last year when we kind of found that, I don't know, that newfound defensive uh, front uh, towards the end of the year. So it to me, it just looked like that, except we were the better team this year. And it was an ugly win. But I, I I don't know. Uh, we're going to have those. I, I think it was uh, it could just boil down to just you could say Bama, you know, hangover and all that. I, I don't know if it's all that. It's just maybe just Jaden Daniels is off. You know, he had an off day. Uh, I wouldn't say the whole team had an off day, but it just, you know, some something about what was happening. I mean, the stat line was horrible, but uh, 
you know, other guys stepped up. Josh Williams did his thing, had a great, had a great uh, game. Uh, and the defense did too, to just to keep Arkansas. Like we've got to their third string, right? Cause our guys were so good. Uh, and I think, I don't know, I mean, Harold Perkins did so much by himself. It's just, it's crazy. I'm glad they like named him defensive player of the week instead of just the freshman defensive player of the week, because I mean, the guys uh, just been all over the field. It's crazy. And I, hopefully it's behind us. We have a, you know, a UAB to kind of hopefully get back into the swing of things because we have to go to Texas A&M and they made it a night game for them. So there's going to be that. Um, so I, I wouldn't take that for granted either. We should come out on top because A&M's just, you know, in a complete nosedive right now, but I don't know. To me, they still could possibly be dangerous if we have another game like we just did. Right. No, I totally agree. Um, you know, I don't think that, I think that we're, you know, we should be 99% safe against UAB. Now, I mean, I think LSU fans in general, Troy always comes to mind when you play these kind of money games. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that's the good thing about Brian Kelly is that everything we've seen, his teams are going to be prepared. You know, it's like you might not, like, I, I don't think we definitely, we didn't see our best game on Saturday against Arkansas, but you could tell they were definitely, they were prepared. It was just, it wasn't, it wasn't jelly. And I mean, also, I think you got to mention it was freezing cold. There was snow on the field prior <laughs> to game time. That's an atmosphere that, that LSU is not used to playing in. I think it, I, I remember they were joking. Um, I think maybe Greg McElroy said it, or he was like, you know, from Tucson, Arizona to Baton Rouge to Fayetteville, Arkansas with snow on the ground, like, Look at what Jaden did. Look at where Jaden Daniels has come from. Like, you know, this is a totally different, that was a totally different environment for him. Sure. Um, you know, playing a playing an Arkansas team that's really underperformed the entire year and had a lot of high hopes. Um, you know, I think for them, they're they're playing for pride, they're playing for something of their season. Bowl this eligibility. Is, this, yeah, bowl eligibility. This is all they have. Um, and they gave us their best go of it. Um, and you really can't say enough about Harold Perkins. I mean, like you said, Scott, yeah. I mean, player, the player of the week, defense player of the week. I, I'm he's just electric. That's another one where it's like, I love what I'm watching right now, but I can't wait to see him year two, year three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then uh, I'll start on the, on the offensive side of the ball. It was, it was tough sledding for LSU right out the gates. Uh, Jaden Daniels throwing a weird interception, like straight to the defensive lineman. And then fumbling, I think on the next series, uh, he had he had a rough day after having a lot of success in the past few weeks against uh, Alabama and Ole Miss. And I saw Jane Daniels finished with a QBR quarterback rating of nine point seven, which Single is almost digits. yeah, nice. almost impossibly low. Um, but it, it was enough to get the job done. He only completed eight passes. Uh, one of those was kind of a key, like twenty-five yard pass to Kayshawn Butte down to the goal line to set up our only touchdown of the day. Um, but really it was the, the Josh Williams show um, proved yet again, why he's one of the players with the most heart and getting there with the most talent on the field after the former walk on racked up over a hundred yards again, scored our only touchdown and was really the only spark plug uh, that we had. So we kind of did just enough there um, to keep us in the game, kicked a couple field goals and that was it. So the, the defense was, lights out for 97% of the game led by the Harold Perkins Superman performance. Uh, and yeah, we've relied on our offense to, to carry us the past couple of games and now is the defense's turn and plus special teams avoided any critical mistakes uh, with two field goals converted. And that's all you need. Yeah. And you don't give the, you don't fumble a punt if you just don't. Yeah. That's the new strategy up. is to either like abandon catching the punt at all costs. And if you have to call fair catch, do it. Don't try and return it or anything. Just right. I, just I don't hate it. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't hate it either. So let me, yeah. Keep, keep doing that. Keep hitting your field goals. Keep, keep rambling, keep punting. Um, and we're good to go. And just, I know you mentioned the, the rating Daniel, but just the eight out of 15 um, for 86 yards. Uh, I guess the thing that got me though was the one. F- well, in addition to the interception, was the you know the fumble, and I, I think it just brought me back to kind of the Tennessee game. And I was thinking, man, that's exactly how we started with them, right? Like the first two, like we had turnovers, yeah, right away too, and just couldn't get anything going. Really, like we only had one series where we gained more than forty yards. 
So yeah. that just that just shows you what kind of day we couldn't we couldn't really move. But thank goodness for the defense. Um, well, Josh, in Josh Williams, I'll give you his stat line: nineteen uh, carries, hundred twenty-two yards. Uh, he had that one touchdown, but uh, he had that. He also had a long one of thirty-one. Uh, the guy's just a, a beast on the opposite end of uh, Harold Perkins. So we're we're really lucky to have both of them. Um, and speaking of Perkins, I, why he was Defensive Player of the Week? Um, four sacks, eight tackles, two forced fumbles. Um, but I guess the the additional storyline was you know this was his flu game. Brian Kelly made mention of that. You know, oh, you're like, you're like MJ. <laughs> Harold Perkins didn't even know what he was talking about. I, I how how was that possible? I don't know because he's I think, young. I think the kids. I think the kids know who MJ was. I was about to say, like, did they? I mean, everybody watched the Last Dance, like what That's last what year? Gonna, if you've seen that, then you should know. You should know. It's very strange. <laughs> I know. Um, but I, in addition to, you know, to, to Harold Perkins's um, efforts. The, the whole defense only allowed 249 yards, which is, you know, amazing. You know, uh, you know, Arkansas kind of was like, it'd be, it'd be similar to Tennessee if we were playing against whoever their second or third string was. Right. I don't think Tennessee would have looked that good um, if, if they would have with their second or third string, but you know, and that's, that's not to say that Arkansas didn't have, well, they didn't really have good second string. Uh, you know, their, the starter was out and they were a different team, I think. Um, but it was the fewest yards they allowed since, AM, I think, in, uh, in 2019. So, all out great defense effort. I mean, their starting QB was only 4 9. It's like as bad as our QB was. Theirs was way worse. So, I, I, I hate the the ugly wins, but kind of kind of likened you back in the days of when LSU's defense kind of helped win it. And it's like you have these games, and I'm telling you, hope to get better. Matt House is making every bit of his money this season, like in the month of November. Like, yeah. it, his, his, the defense has been incredible. I have not seen an L- this defense is better. This defense is better than the 2019 defense. This defense might be better than the 2018 defense. Like, well, uh, now, yes, I would agree with you. I would say over a whole season, you know, I think the 19, like, like if we'd have played Texas game one, we wouldn't have lost that. We would, or we would have lost that one too. So I like our defense was nuts, but you know, it's like, it, they just got everybody together. So, but now, yeah, I, I mean, like, like this this defense we watched play against Arkansas and the defense we've watched play against uh, Alabama, I would take them against some of the best LSU defenses in the past 10, 15 years. Like, okay. I I think that now the you know you it's a different it's a different lineup than what you're used to because you don't have um, the real star defensive backs, you know, especially at the quarterback position. Um, see, that's really but but I mean our linebackers, every one of our linebackers. And, you know, we've got like five of them that rotate in. Every one even, of them is, is solid. Yeah, our even Greg Penn, even Greg Penn, who's had a rough go of it this season, he recorded a bunch of stats. He made some key, like, tackles out the flats, like one-on-one. And yeah. Baskerville's played consistently well also. Baskerville's yeah. been good. Yeah, he's, Baskerville's finally been good after, you know, what, three or four years of kind of like, okay, like he was so highly touted. What, what's up with him? Um, Mike Jones looks good. I mean, every everybody's good. Every our, our defensive line and linebackers have been excellent. I think safety play has been very good from uh, from Greg Brooks and Jay Ward. Um, and like, and, and I think that our quarterbacks they're not they're it's like I said it's not traditional. It's not the it's not our calling card of this defense. I think pass rush and linebackers might be our calling card with Harold Perkins, you know, being the 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 ace the ace up our sleeve. Yeah. Um, but Makai Gardner had a good game this you know against Arkansas. Like mm-hmm. the you know our 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 the, our, the, our uh, cornerbacks are not scrubs by any means. They're just not. They're not. You know Derek Stingler. They're not Eli Ricks. No, who probably is kicking himself because he could have been part of. The, he could have been wearing. Well, I don't know if he'd have been wearing number seven, but he he could have been part of a you know an SEC division. Uh, championship he'll, he'll probably get one next year but uh whatever uh i would say I w- yeah i agree with you um and i think matt house is just kind of like unlocked some sort of he's like finally unlocked the code of how to use harold perkins everywhere yeah because the guy is everywhere so i i think that's um that's that's just gonna pay uh dividends for the next the next two three years like you said and it's just gonna be amazing yeah one uh, one negative I wanted to talk about from this game was no. uh, 
I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, we only scored 13 points. That's not going to get it. Get, not going to get it done against Georgia in the SEC championship. But the the offensive line had a, a rough first half. They tightened up a little bit in the second half, but still allowed seven sacks through. Um, Jaden Daniels was all out of sorts. He was flat on his back. Maybe that's a little bit of him trying to do too much, hold on to the ball for too long instead of just getting rid of it. Uh, but they were a bit porous at times. A few missed blocking assignments. And so that's going to need to get cleaned up for sure. Um, Georgia's got some of the best defensive linemen in the country, and they'll be sure to to be terrorizing us there if we uh, can't sort that out. But uh, I think that's something that's fixable. We've seen the offensive line play much better at times during the season and uh, just got to improve the the coordination there. But yeah, that um, was a bit tough to see, I think, on a bunch of key third downs, just Jaden Daniels scrambling back and then take like a 15 yard loss. And you're like, Oh my goodness, there goes all our progress from this drive. Uh, so, but I mean, thankfully other than that, there wasn't too many miscues, but that's definitely something uh, that Brian Kelly is going to be drilling into him this week during practice, leading up to a bit of a, a tune in game or tune up game against the, the UAB Blazers. Yeah. Does anybody think we see Nussmeyer this week? That's what I was going to say. I, I think we should. I, uh, I agree. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You know, I mean, I understand why he hasn't played since Southern or whenever it was, but uh, yeah, I think he could, he could definitely use some reps, you know, um, hopefully he gets some against AM too. Hopefully we can play our best football and that one won't be close. So I, I think we should, but um, I, I just, I, every time I see him relaying plays in on the sideline, you know, he's in that red jersey with his hat on backwards. I'm just like, is he going to be here next year? I just, that's my instant thought. Anytime I see his face, yeah, I just, wow. I, I feel like, I feel like, uh, I feel like Jaden's going to stay and that's going to make things real difficult. Hmm. Just well, my two cents. Well, yeah, because you'll have Jaden, Nuss, Howard. Then you're going to have uh, Collins, and then there was somebody else I think we have coming in too. So that's five right there. Obviously, the last two, they they probably know they aren't going to play next year, whether it's Jaden or Nuss slash Howard, right? Like I, I would think Brian Kelly, I don't think he would tell them, well, yeah, yeah, as soon as you come in, you can compete. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, they, if they're amazing, sure, but I, I don't think they're expecting that. But, um, yeah, you're going to have five guys right there. Yeah. Uh, Garrett, Garrett Nussmeyer back to back home to CFB contender TCU next year. Mm-hmm. Not impossible. Max Duggins in his last season. Not impossible. Does he have? I know he's from. I know he's from Dallas, but I wonder if he has any roots to to TCU specifically. Well, he does to uh, to Baylor, right? Oh, well, wait with Miranda. I don't know. Who, yeah, I don't know who who they have as quarterback, but Baylor's. I don't know. Hmm. That'd be, that would be interesting. That's a good, that's a good little, Daniel, that's a good, like, little prediction to hold on to that yep. you might look like a genius in a couple of months. <laughs> I mean, I think I predicted LSU to score like 37 points or something in this game. I've been wrong a lot on my predictions this yeah, year. But that doesn't matter. All it matters is if you get one right, because then you can, we can clip it. And, and just make the, the sound bite. Yeah. Yeah. I will. Um, any, anything else about this game or uh, are we ready to just like – sink our teeth into this uab <laughs> yeah really i mean i, I think that it, it is what it is it was an ugly win but i i kind of appreciate the kind of games where you just want to get out of them and you got to grind it out and find a way to win it any any you know it, it may be unorthodox i think that the way we won was very unorthodox we basically had to win on the back of a freshman creating force fumbles and i know you're on his stat line he had two he really had three you know, that, that one that they gave him uh-huh. and they kind of took it away, like, was it arguable? I don't know. But the fact is, is that he got to the ball and forced, and forced the ball out of the quarterback's hands. Now they eventually, you know, they, they ruled it that it was a forward pass. But regardless, like, that was our, the way that he was, he was able to disrupt, Harold Perkins, that is, was able to disrupt the quarterback. Um, that was the key to our game. That was how we won. Uh, and I think that's important. That that we we were able to get it done when it didn't seem like anything could go our way. Right last week, I had said that the the key for this game against Arkansas was just survive, and that's what we did. We didn't 
didn't flash any fireworks, but we survived and we're eight and two, which if you had asked any LSU fan before the season, uh, would you take an automatic eight and two? Like it doesn't matter who the losses are against like 99% of the sane ones would say, yeah, give me that. Absolutely. So here we are. Yeah. And it's just, this, this is our year to win the West. No one would have thought that, right? Cause A&M's way down. Uh, Arkansas is down from last year. Ole Miss is about where they were. I think uh, Alabama is down a little bit. We know, but I mean like they Ole Miss could have beat them if they'd have made that last pass at the end of the game, they had fourth and something that a guy in the end zone. It's just, it was incomplete, but Kiffin said they were just one play away from beating Bama. So, and then we, I don't think technically we would have won until we beat A&M or won the West, right? Because if we lost that game, then we would have two SEC losses and they would not. So thank you, Bama, <laughs> for giving us that thing early so we can just kind of plan for it. Uh, I mean, def- I think we definitely still you know have to focus on these next two games because even though we know we're going to be playing in Atlanta, there's still that outside shot that we're still kind of playing for a playoff spot as, as many people want to just, just, I don't know. I don't think they would want to accept the two loss team yet into the playoff, but I mean, we could repeat history, you know, depending how it goes down. We'd have yeah, to win Got to win the games. The playoff committee is praying that Georgia beats us in the sec championship. <laughs> yeah. Cause if LSU wins and like it, it all breaks loose, considering how other teams have just continued to to win. Somebody's getting left out this year, uh, but we, we got to take it one week at a time. We got UAB in the, the late night game, tune your TVs on after dark. Uh, I'm, I'm just glad that uh, I, I can say I cashed my uh, LSU over seven wins ticket. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. With two games yeah. to go. I know. Right. Like even if we will win the next two or if we lose the next two, I mean, we hit my mark of, uh, I think, eight and four is what I predicted. So, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm playing with house money at this point. Uh, plus, we could have, a, we, I mean, we know we're going to a, a bowl game, most likely a New Year's, uh, well, I don't know if it's going to be New Year's. It's going to be on New Year's Day, probably, unless we do that thing. They like to put us, like, right before the title game, if we're not playing for it, you know? It's like, they give LSU that weird floating day, which, I don't know, it's kind of good. It's just us. Although, wait. Have you seen? Okay, I was I was in New Orleans this weekend, and I drove past a billboard for this for the Sugar Bowl. Guess what time the Sugar Bowl kicks off? Don't say eleven a.m. They're playing on New Year's Eve this year, so I'm gonna guess New Year's Eve at like eight p.m. or something. Scott, any guesses? Uh, I said eleven a.m., but uh, it's, correct, it's on, Scott. What eleven a.m.? I don't know if that was a misprint. I'm praying it is. Can you imagine how miserable an 11 a.m. Sugar Bowl would be? That's a night game. Like, who would want to go to that? No one. I don't know of anyone who wants to go to that. I don't know of anybody who wants to watch that. Like, the Sugar Bowl is one of the best games of the year. It is meant to be played at night. It makes Although me, it is, it is on New Year's. It is on New Year's Eve, so... I think the ideal, if they had to play on New Year's Eve, I would want like the three o'clock game or something. So you could wrap it up and then go out and have fun. Yeah, so that's, like, no, that, that's perfectly fine. I'm okay with a six o'clock kickoff. Cause if you kick off at six, like by that time you're done at 10, you know what I mean? Like you, you might like, you might catch like the last, the last quarter at like the restaurant you're at, the bar you're at, the party you're at, but that's fine. Um, 11 a.m. I, I think hmm. this is an overcorrection to, all the complaints over the last few years that they're putting these playoff games say like 8 p.m. on New Year's Eve. Like, why are you – this is New Year's Eve. People want to get dressed, go to each other's houses, you know, or go go to a ball drop or something. You know, they – I don't know. I think viewership kind of dropped a little bit because of that. So they're trying to – if they're going to do it on New Year's Eve, they got to do it earlier. I and guess. I, but I think 11 a.m. is crazy, but maybe that's because they're trying to fit two in before – you know, people start getting ready. I, I do wonder if may, maybe it, maybe you're right, Scott. Maybe it has to do with um, maybe it has to do with playoff games, and because the playoff game had to be put before. Because I don't think the Sugar Bowl is a playoff game this year. Is that correct? Oh, oh okay. Um. Well then. Oh, okay. Right. I don't. I don't think. So. Yeah. No, it's, it's the Fiesta. Peach Fiesta. Yeah. Just yeah, put Fiesta on the Peach Bowl. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No, there, there's no New Year's Day. This year they got the Orange Bowl on the 30th, which is weird. 
um, Fiesta Bowl and the those can't be right. Fiesta Bowl, Peach Bowl, and the Sugar Bowl on the thirty first. Oh, that's why they're doing that. The eleven a.m. kickoffs. They can do three back to back to back. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, this is the reason we can thank the evil Roger Goodell for this because the because isn't uh, because it's on a Sunday. Football playoffs are on a Sunday. No, um, isn't isn't uh, New Year's Eve on? I mean, New Year's Day on a Sunday. Yeah. So football, like it's going to be NFL. They don't want. They don't even want to try and compete with the NFL. So they're going to. That's terrible. Yuck. Mm. Well, I mean, what would you do? Like, what could you do? You know? I don't know. I mean, I I don't play the Rose Bowl on on January second. I mean, one day. I no, I, I would just, you know what, I would just stick with Sunday. It's like, you know what, there's a lot of people out there that prefer college over. There's a lot of people that rather watch a very, a very like high end competitive college game over an NFL game. But yeah, they, but they just but don't. About that TV money though, you can't split the the fan base up. I mean, especially yeah, but, when ESPN literally owns the rights to everything. They own the ESPN right. They own the NFL rights. They own the college football rights. They're not going to dilute their own. Right, but I mean, how many people in America only have one television set? Like, I think most people have two, three, four even. I've seen some over people's outdoor fireplace. I've seen some in their garage. I've seen some in the bathroom. Let alone the screens. I mean, like, you don't even have to have a TV to watch something. Yeah, I I, I think, you know, if you want to, like, you could make your house a sports bar if you want to watch both and you could, or you could just go to a sports bar. So I, I would just keep the dates, keep it. And like, you know what? We're going up against the NFL. So what? But like, unless, you know, maybe they did talk to Roger Goodell and yeah, there's some good old boy network or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's an ESPN thing. Like they, they didn't want to, yeah, they didn't want to, cause I imagine there's a lot of the similar advertisers and they didn't want to be like paying outrageous rates just to play against themselves. Yeah, they're they're just gonna they're gonna they'd rather because because we we're all complaining, but when push comes to shove, if LSU's in the Sugar Bowl and it's at eleven a.m., I'm gonna turn it on. <laughs> so you know, like they'll get my money either way. Yeah, as didn't, far we, as play, didn't we play the Fiesta Bowl in 2018 at eleven a.m.? No, that was like a two or three o'clock game. Because I remember watching it in bed. I think it was, oh because it was on New Year's Day. <laughs> yeah, it was like, in I, like, New- woke up woke up and watched LSU. <laughs> you watched it in bed. <laughs> <laughs> good times back uh um, back to this why, why were you in bed daniel because everybody just hangs out on new year's day <laughs> <laughs> we got any we got any predictions for uab any scores any weird things that happen lsu closer than the experts think i don't know <laughs> we're predicted by 13 and a half points Okay, I think yeah, I, we probably cover that. I hope, hopefully, we cover that. I would hope so. Uh, I mean, it's you know, it's not Arkansas again. We're playing, and it'll be at home. What what time is the game? Um, Nine p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, eight yeah. p.m. Central. I'll wow, be asleep by the time really the fourth weird. quarter hits. You think about it, it's the week after. Well, it's the next home game after uh, after Bama. People are going to be live. Uh, it's a super night game for Tiger Stadium, so I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if they'll stay around long, but I think it'll be a, a good environment to begin with. But it's going to be the uh, nightcap for the SEC for SEC Network, I, I believe. Sure. Like that that last SEC Network game because I think I, they're not putting that on ESPN proper. It's on ESPN uh, two actually. Oh, ESPN two. Okay. Yeah, but still. I'll go. I'll go with an old school uh, LSU beatdown of forty two to fourteen. Yeah, I think I our think offense sounds reasonable. I think our offense, yes, is a little slow to get going, kind of how they have been. So maybe a little bit lower scoring, but defense still puts in the work. So I'd say like 32 to 17. No, no, 32-14 LSU. So we win, <laughs> but not like a, a blowout. Also, a weird thing is that LSU is eight and two. They lost their first game, then they won four, then they lost the next game, and then they won four. So it's lose one, win four. And then we just fit, won the fourth game in a row. So what happens next tomorrow <laughs> this week? Um, hopefully the the pattern breaks here against a lesser opponent, but you never know. Uh, my prediction for this game, I think that uh, I think y'all are spot on. I think you know, uh, thirty five th- or thirty eight 
points for LSU. I think we give up probably two touchdowns, give up one, maybe in the first half, give up a, maybe, maybe, maybe give up two in the, in kind of garbage time at the end, or at least a field goal. So I'm going to say, uh, 38, 17, but my, my main prediction is going to be, I think Josh Williams is going to have a big, a big night. He's been putting together, you know, solid games for the, for the better, you know, better half of the season. And I think that, you know, they're probably going to, like we talked about earlier, you're probably going to see another quarterback. Um, and so that'll, you know, and I think that they're going to want to give him the rock and, and really you know, let him kind of have his day against lesser competition. Um, and I'm excited to see it. So I, I look for him to have a big day. Yeah. One random prediction. I think we have, we score a defensive touchdown in this game from somewhere. I don't have a pick six or a forced fumble, but if Harold Perkins is anywhere as near as disrupting as he was against this game, uh, Blazers make a mistake. We jump on them early and we roll. Yeah. Harold Perkins is going to be like Baldy Blazer. <laughs> uh, I, I'll go with a, a defensive touchdown. I would, uh, I, I would place, place a little side wager on that. I would even venture to say, you know what? I would I would bet a small amount that we probably return a pun or two for for a touchdown or just return or just just return one just positive yardage yeah three yards <laughs> I, hope so. I mean come on if we can in this game I just you know it's like I I do think that we're talking you know you uh, I think Daniel you were like our new kind of strategy is just to to fair catch it or just let it go and I'm thinking to myself you know in today's game with um offenses being as as powerful as they are and you know it's like i was thinking about it earlier in 2010 2011 football when when you get when you saw third and seven or longer like didn't you i I know personally i had a feeling of like oh dang it we're done okay well let's get punt you know get ready for and nowadays when i watch football regardless of who I'm watching or, or what I'm, you know, whether I'm rooting for the team or, or not uh, when I see third and third and long, I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, you know, but like it does, it doesn't seem as prohibitive as it used to be to hmm. like people convert on, on third down on long third down all the time. now, Just because yeah, I think that's, and I think teams are a lot more inclined to go for on fourth down as well. I don't know if that's Absolutely. something we've all seen, but I think they've kind of seen the the analytics and the stats or like how important it is like to keep your drive alive and instead of turning the ball over. So they're like, oh, if we go for it on third and eight and pick up six or whatever, like a fourth and two, that's fine. We can go for it and, and keep rolling. So, uh, I mean, it, it, I think it's a little more entertaining than watching punt battles at least. Uh, but and, I think you're right there, Tommy. And so to, so to that point, like I'm thinking like, Maybe, maybe it's not really as dynamic. You know, it's like if you don't have a an absolutely electric punt returner, then why not just let it go or or fair catch every single time? Because you know, punt punt is one of those is one of those things where you can, if you don't play it right, you can get a lot of penalties from a block in the back or uh, you know roughing the or uh, what is it roughing the punter? You know, late hit on the punter, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know that the rule, like right now at the game of football, the people making the rules don't like, they basically just don't like kicking. Like as far as like punt or kickoff because of the injuries, you know, it's like the full full speed kind of thing. They don't like it. Um, so they're more likely to, to throw, you know, flags on it, change the rules and make it more difficult to, to have a successful. So why not? So. Um, I think someone could change up the punting game when they put two guys back there. You know, either better just to, you know, because, you know, one guy, it's hard for one guy to cover the the width of the field, depending yeah. on you know, if it's a shank or whatever. But so there's that, like you get to the ball quicker, but also he could be an immediate blocker or like I would just, I don't know, I'm not a coach, right? But it's like if he was there and he just had his back to the guy, the gunners, like I don't know if they can just come up and blast him in the back if he's standing in front of his guy. Because like if he catches it and bobbles it, there's two guys there instead of a... I don't know. There's just, there's different things you could do, but nobody really does it. And it's obviously not going to be us. Yeah. But um, it's, I, I'm glad you brought it up though. Cause that was what I was going to mention is you mentioned going for fourth. Yeah. Brian Kelly did it early in the game. Remember he was trying to save us. He was trying to like snap us out of this funk. So but LSU is not to be denied on their just crappy performance <laughs> on that front. Cause remember it's like, we, I think he was going to go for it on the, 
what was it, the 25 or the 35 or something? And then and then Kayshawn flinched, right? Yeah, we had he had offside, so that moved him back. He's like, all right, well, I guess we'll punt. But then they went for the fake punt, but then we got holding. And it was just like, all right, forget this. <laughs> I've tried, you guys. Do it your way. Um, and that's that's pretty much what happened. But I I can appreciate that because I don't think we ever would have seen that from Cocho or you know or Les Miles. It's just different thinking that I think helps LSU out, right? Like it didn't work out, but it didn't didn't hurt us either. He tried, but he didn't like force it. He didn't do something stupid later in the game, like trying another fake to like lose the ball. So I mean, although I think I think we're we're actually talking, or at least I was I was talking about a different time where you know we were on we were on like in uh, Arkansas's red zone. It's fourth down, and we go to go for it, and Kayshawn flinches on a on a hard count, and yeah, and then we have to kick the field goal. We have to kick the field goal. That was I, that was pretty critical in my opinion. But you know, if we go up, if we score right there, which when you're thinking we're going to score, um, that gives us bigger a lot more of a cushion. So obviously we won. It doesn't really matter, but uh, yeah. So moral of the story. Um, Hopefully we can get some more production out of our part returns just because it's fun to watch, but it might not be as important of to the overall game of college football now as it was maybe 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But it is, it's, I mean, it, I think there's, when you have a punt returner who is liable to take it off to the, and, and go, go for six at, at any moment, there's nothing more fun than, than lining up on fourth down and why and getting ready. Like, Oh man, is he good? Is this time? I mean, <laughs> oh. yeah, man. Just like if you had Adrian Peterson back there or Devin Hester or something, Hester, I mean, Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew, Odell yeah. Beckham. We had so yeah. many good ones. We haven't had one like that in, I mean, when's the last, when's the, what's the last one we had? We, we, was- we talked about this a few pods ago, I think. And I, the, the only one I could give you is DJ shark. Cause he, yeah, he, he, yeah, he was good. But oh, it, and, um, I, DJ shark and, uh, I, the, the quarterback who plays for the bills. Oh, Tredavious White. Tredavious White. Didn't he return punts too? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was good. It's crazy. All, all of our best punt returners or most, I should say most are defense. <laughs> yeah what uh what are we what are we watching this week there's not a whole lot of really marquee matchups game days in montana right yeah i never even heard of this but they're going to montana versus montana state for the brawl of the wild (laughs) it's kind of a cool rivalry name yeah yeah no it's a it's a big game that's uh uh, my my cousin actually went to montana state so uh, I I know about it that's 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 all that's that's their super bowl up there you know they, they don't have a pro team so they just like that's that's those are their teams. Are they FCS? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, because it was supposed to be uh, Oregon versus Utah or USC versus UCLA, and then UCLA and Oregon both lost, so the Pac-12 got screwed out of it. They're a yearly cannibalism. Although USC still in the hunt with one loss, but they might get uh, taken out by Chip Kelly at home. Although UCLA at home is not really much of an advantage since their fans don't show up anyway. Hey, but the ones who come, they wear those sissy blue shirts. That's true. Yeah. They did smoke us two years ago <laughs> there. So, yeah. Uh, Daniel, you got Tulane versus SMU. Yeah, Tulane's got to beat SMU to stay alive in the the AAC race. So that'll be an interesting one for, as I put it, the uh, the group of five football fans out there. Um, got uh. Uh, Baylor TCU. I, I'll watch that one. That's, that one, I, I'm excited about that one. I think mm-hmm. maybe oh, yeah. uh, Baylor could be a spoiler, right? Uh, yeah, talking talk about maybe being a spoiler. Tennessee, Tennessee fans anxiously watching TCU. Yeah, and then speaking of spoilers, Georgia has to go to Kentucky. Obviously, the Bulldogs should take care of business there, but um, their last test. I mean, they got Georgia Tech the week after, but. If they're gonna lose one, it might be here. Although they seem to be unstoppable. At this I don't point. know. Vanderbilt might beg to differ. Yeah, I was about Van- to say. Big Vandy picking up their first uh, SEC win in like four years or something against Kentucky. Yeah, so uh, shout out to the Doors. Yeah, I think they have more now than A and M. Can we talk? Can we talk about A and M going three and seven so far? How is Jimbo Fisher still at his job? Because because they're paying him all of the money. Yeah, he, the Federal Reserve is just wired into his bank account. 
You know, this was I, – I, what would you do, though? Like, you, you know you're going to have to pay him everything to, to make him go. But it's like, do you give him one more year for this class to take hold, this number one class? The amount of times that you hear that people talk about this class. <laughs> yeah. So, but Birdie's like, you know what? If I'm gonna pay, if I'm gonna pay him, I'm, I'm gonna give him one more year, and I'm gonna let him go down in flames. But because I'm gonna get my money's worth, I, I don't know. Do you do that, or you just, I, I, I don't know. It's that's a it's, lot of money. Just, it's insane that they, you know they just they extended him. That's the that's the crazy part. Like if it was if it was the base, if we were talking about the base seventy five million dollar contract that he signed in what twenty sixteen, is that right? I think that's right. Um, then for 2016 2017 then okay like fair enough here we are you know this is then it, it might be time to go and, and you've already paid a, a large chunk of that on his contract but they just extended him for another what 30 million so and i mean like and they extended him i think you know four four more years or something like that um it's hard to cut the rope at this after after you just extend him. I guess we did that actually. I mean, we we ex, we extended Coach O in nineteen and fired him in twenty two. But um, ugh, gosh, a yeah. m. Who knows? I mean, I'm glad. I love it. I love reveling in the Aggies' despair. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but do you think like after that, Jimbo? You think he where like would he move on somewhere? Like would he like just kind of make a you know, um, he'll just do his coach O thing and just chill out with his money. There's no need to get in the mix and suffer more embarrassment. I feel, I I think he'll do a Dan Mullen. You seen Dan Mullen. Who's just like on ESPN now, just like sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. I think he would just go get paid to talk about teams that he couldn't win with. (laughs) Um, but you know what? I I don't think this is the last we've seen of Dan Mullen. And I think if, if, if Jimbo gets fired, I don't think that'd be the last we'd seen of Jimbo. Somebody will want him. I think you could. I could totally see both of them going to like the Big Twelve or the Pac twelve. Um, you know, a, a little bit of a lesser conference that um, that's a big name. Jimbo Fisher's a big name, and, and Dan Mullen's a big name. So like, I could I could see it. Mm-hmm. I could also see him doing something like Hugh Freeze, where well, I don't know, maybe not Jimbo, but like there's guys out there that you know it's the maybe they they still want to coach because it's just in their blood. They just like, well, I know I'm probably not going to get back into the SEC or at least I, maybe I just don't want to right now. Like you said, he's got money. He didn't have to. He's under no pressure. So take a job like Liberty or something and just build somebody up or just, you know, have fun coaching, not worried about continued success. Like you get a job anywhere if that's his attitude. But I, I don't know. I don't know what's in Jimbo. It's like if he feels like, ah, oh, it's just I just need to go out west or something. I, yeah. I do – I do wonder, and this maybe this is something we could do, you know, at the end of the season when, when the when dust settles, or maybe we can do it when when we you know lead up to the A and M game next week. But like, what happened? Like, why why has it not worked? That's what I don't understand. Friendly reminder: the Desmond Howard picked A and M to win the national championship this year. In his I mean, but you know what his other four? Go go look at what his other yeah, four are. it's it's A and M uh, beating Michigan, who to be fair is undefeated and may make it. But then the other two are Pittsburgh and Baylor. Is like, oh. I mean, everybody <laughs> clowned him at the time for the picks, and then uh, he was proven to be incredibly wrong. I mean, you, you just got to pick normal, normal teams, man. De- Desmond Howard is like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly never impressed with him as an analyst. <laughs> like, like I love college game. Day might be my favorite show on TV. Like out of every single show, I, you know, if they, if they had, if they had it on like ESPN plus or Netflix or whatever, I would probably be one of the only crazy people who would be like, you know what? Yeah. I'll watch 2017 college game day at, at, uh, you know, manhattan kansas like and just watch it just because i love the i love the show but that's an hour and sometimes it's just like what are you talking about mm-hmm. it's kind of sad the way they've like phased out oh it's Corso, kind of under under the guise of like illness under the guise yeah. of his own like oh he doesn't want to be here or oh he can't be here and then they just try to supplant pat mcafee well, they, they like tease it. They're like, at first, like, Corso's going to be back. And then they brought him on for like just the picks, but like not really the show. And I'm like, oh, he'll be back next week. And now I was like, he's not coming back. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it's, it's, it's sad. I mean, if you watch it, you can tell it's like he's, he's, they're talking about one thing and then he's already making picks. Like he pulled a 
he made a pick really early. I could tell on the show. I think one week, uh, I think it was a Georgian uh, or Alabama at Tennessee. Uh, and you know, you can kind of tell that they're like trying to just get him to do this one thing in this one specific time set, and that's what he's good for. I bet what they do is they bring him out for the picks for Ohio State against Michigan, the big game, and he puts on Brutus the Buckeye for one last one time. One last time. And that's, that's the last hurrah for Corso. You know, um, I think that uh, every, I, I heard, I don't know where I saw this, but like that he is, he is like working, he's been working so hard to like, because, you know, it's like, it's somewhat scripted. Like he, they have like a script of like the points they're going to hit on. And like, um, you know, Oh, you know, when they do the segment where it's like at the very beginning of the show, it'll be like, what's on tap for today? And it'll be like, oh, well, like in in the FCC, LSU just just had a big win against Alabama. They're playing and they just, you know, won on the road against Arkansas. This week they're playing UAB at home and da da da. Like, supposedly he is he is like working so hard while he's still while he's still on to like nail his lines, to like nail his his segments. And it was just like, I mean, it's, you know, I I'm sure it's a hard show to do because it's all live. And yeah, of course they have like the teleprompters and cue cards and everything, but I think they're also, you know, like especially Reese Davis is being fed information in from the, into his earpiece from the producer of, you know, we're going to switch this camera angle. We're going to go, we're going to cut to the field. We're going to cut to do it. So I'm sure it's tough. I, I just, I don't like the way that they phased him out. I agree with you, Daniel. Um, I, I don't know. I, I do not. I wonder is is Pat McAfee going to start putting the head on? Like, is that going to be a thing? I wouldn't be surprised, but they got to, of course, it's got to be like done, done first before he starts that. What if, what if like in the last one, like, like, like I think you're totally spot on. Like, what if they go to Ohio State, Michigan, and, and in the last one, Corso puts the head on Pat McAfee? That'd be kind of cool. Do you really think they would stick with Pat McAfee? Well, I mean, like, I don't, I'm not saying he's the greatest guy, but it seems like, I mean, he's sitting in the same chair. Yeah. He's, he's kind of being the eccentric guy. You can see the way he makes his picks. He tries to do like the eccentric kind of like, it's the, da, da, da. it's the, the best in the football. Da, da, da. And then he kind of even, he even does it without saying, he doesn't say not so fast, my friend, but he does like that. I think he did it against, uh, or uh, forget who they picked. It was Texas and um, Texas played, TCU this this week, is that yeah. right? Yeah, it, you know he was talking all about Texas, and I think he like hyped him up, and then went with went with TCU. It's like that's a course that move, <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I figured they would have. I don't know. I just feel like for balance, they'd put some maybe older coach that's got a lot of charisma. Pizzazz. Yeah, or just you know like the quirkiness the Lee Corso had. Like, they put Coach O in there. <laughs> <laughs> a joke but uh maybe I you don't could know. do worse you could yeah you definitely could um who who, what, who would be a coach that could do that hmm. bad guy urban meyer no he's uh, i'm not putting on that damn thing yeah uh, i'm <laughs> gonna be like all these teams on. are terrible because they're not being coached by me right uh i don't know who's funny like that maybe lee, lee uh Lou Holtz. He's, he's old too. too. Yeah. He might be older than Corso. <laughs> yeah, but he's still got his <laughs> I think you could put him in front of a camera for longer. Um, you know who could do it? Uh Mike Leach. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse. Or Kelly. or Mike Gundy. There you go. Both of them. Hey, Paul, Paul Feinbaum. Yuck. Feinbaum already kind of does it with that SEC with SEC Nation. <gasps> have we have we gone off the rails long enough? I think so. Yeah. Uh, just to bring it back in, I did want to mention, um, you know, uh, shout out to LSU basketball, men's basketball. Who would know? Uh, had well, I don't know. They they were probably a little bit closer, both of them. But hey, Matt McMahon is starting out with two straight wins. First one against Kansas City, uh, the one seventy four to sixty three, and then uh, just three days later, they beat Arkansas State sixty one to fifty two. I'll be honest, I wasn't able to take either of these games. I don't even know if they were available, but um, good win. I think there was a little slow against that game against Kansas city from when I was uh, kind of just following the game online or, uh, you know, with uh, social media and stuff like that. Um, 
but I mean, it's the first game with these guys that have never played before. Kind of like our first game against Florida state, right? It's like we in football, we almost won that one. They were just trying to put stuff together. And then as the season went on, you could see the, the team kind of solidifying. And um, I don't know. I, I think, I think we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, it's still, it's still just a miracle that we have, that we have a team. <laughs> All right. Same as football. Judging by the judging by the you know the way that we were talking about sanctions and transfers and everything like that, um, we've got five guys who are willing to start for LSU. So um, yeah, the the season doesn't really start until New Year's, basically when the SEC schedule starts. So it's all kind of tune ups until then. I actually did watch a little bit of the Kansas City game online, and uh, yeah, they they weren't super efficient. That they didn't look like they they looked like a team that had just been cobbled together this summer, which is true. Yeah. Um. And so that they'll need to work out the kinks and and play with each other. So that's why they got all these cupcakes on the schedule. Um. So McMahon will get it get it figured out, and then we'll we'll have fun once this football season is is all said and done with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then baseball's going. They they had a. Uh... They had a scrimmage against UL this this past weekend. Did well. Tommy Tanks hit two. Dylan hit one. Um, I don't know, I'm I'm excited to see them too. I know they don't start for a while, also, but uh, man, uh, it's just just a really good year overall with all these programs kind of just you know starting over more or less. Yeah, agree. Making a way, making a way for themselves. Now, uh, anything else, guys? That's a wrap. Just keep winning. Yep. Agree. Just win, baby. All right. So you heard him. That is a wrap. That'll do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Tune in next time, next week, for our wrap-up of this um, this monster game we have against UAB this Saturday. Uh, then we'll look forward to A&M after that. And uh, I don't know, what, what, else, what else happens in the rest of the college football landscape to see how this playoff and bowl season might shape up. Uh, so until then... Hope everyone has a good week. You all stay safe and stay tuned. And we'll talk to you next time on Talking Tips.